Baseball, the great game of life. Spring begins Mother Earth's seasonal rotation. The sweet smell and vibrant colors of blooming flowers and blossoming trees permeate the air. The sun rises later and stays awake longer, foreshadowing warmer days ahead. And then there's baseball. For more than 160 years, spring and baseball have been synonymous. Just like clockwork, when spring arises, players put on their cleats, grab their gloves, bats, and balls, and the great game of baseball is reborn. To the casual observer, baseball is a rather simple game. But the true baseball fan knows it's anything but simple. Baseball, indeed, is a game of repetitive actions. Throw the ball, hit the ball, catch the ball, run the bases. That's the essence of the game. The avid fan, however, knows the game is so much more than tedious repetition. A baseball aficionado knows that the beauty of the game lies in its inherent and subtle complexities. I once posed the following situation to my freshman baseball players. The bases are loaded with no outs. How many ways are there to score the runner from third? Within minutes, those young players had come up with at least 12 ways to get that runner home safely. Referring to baseball as a simple game is pure blasphemy. It has been said that hitting a baseball is the most difficult skill in all of sports. A pitcher stands 60 feet 6 inches from home plate, hurling a ball less than 3 inches in diameter, 70, 80, 90, or more miles per hour towards home plate. The batter has less than a second to react and attack the ball with a bat less than 3 inches in diameter at its thickest part. Defensively, baseball is the thinking person's poetry in motion. In every situation imaginable, defensive players must be on the move. Move where, you ask? Well, you never really know until the ball is put in play. So the players' minds must be in a perpetual state of anticipation akin to an intellectual ballet. For me, the intrinsic beauty of baseball is how the game represents real life. Baseball is an extended metaphor for life itself. Within a heartbeat, the game can take players and fans from the height of elation to the depth of despair. A double down the right field line elicits roars from the crowd. Then, before those roars turn to silence, the runner is picked off second, and the hero becomes a goat as low, mournful groans fill the stands. But mostly, baseball mirrors the routine of everyday life. A ground ball out, a single, a strikeout, a caught fly ball, and it's inning over. But the game goes on like life itself because, as the great Yankee catcher and philosopher Yogi Berra once said, it ain't over till it's over. And besides, tomorrow brings another day of hope and another baseball game and a chance for another win. Every spring in my English classes, I'd introduce my students to one of the greatest poems ever written, and certainly the greatest poem ever written about baseball, Casey at the Bat by Ernest Lawrence Thayer, who wrote it in 1888. We'd read the poem numerous times. We'd analyze its rich vocabulary. We'd discuss the events in the plot. We'd ponder the possible meanings of the poem. Then I'd give my students the following writing assignment. What if Casey at the Bat really has very little to do with baseball, 
What if Ernest Lawrence Thayer thought his poem was trying to get us to think about something greater than baseball? How does a poem speak to you about real life? Casey at the Bat is a must-read for those who appreciate the game of baseball or for those who find the complex quilt of life intriguing. Here are the first few stanzas of the poem. Casey at the Bat. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville Nine that day. The score stood 4-2, to two, but with one inning left to play. And then when Mooney died at first, and Barrows did the same, a sickly silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A straggling few got up to go in deep despair. The rest clung to that hope which springs eternal in the human breast. They thought if only Casey could get but a whack at that, we'd put up even money now with Casey at the bat. But Flynn preceded Casey, as did also Jimmy Blake, and the former was a Lulu, and the latter was a fake. So upon that stricken multitude, grim melancholy sat, for there seemed but little chance of Casey getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single to the wonderment of all, and Blake, the much despised, tore the cover off the ball. And when the dust had lifted and they saw what had occurred, there was Jimmy safe at second, and Flynn a hug in third. Then from the gladdened multitude went up a joyous yell, it bounded from the mountaintop and rattled in the dell. It struck upon the hillside and recoiled upon the flat. For Casey, mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. Whether you're a fan of baseball or a fan of life, take time to read the entire literary masterpiece and ponder how the poem reflects the hopes and despairs of the human condition. And don't forget to take in a few baseball games this season. You don't have to spend good money or drive long distances to enjoy baseball. Go watch local high school, Babe Ruth, or Little League games and enjoy young players participating in the great game of life. Thanks for listening to this edition of You Gotta Be Schmitten Me.